0: All right, everyone, we're continuing on with thyroid hormones, menopause. We kind of have a topic, like a theme going on these last couple of weeks, and we're going to take it into next week, too, where we'll be deep diving into exercise and menopause. We'll talk about exercise today, too, because my guest today is, like, kick ass when it comes to how to properly exercise. She's just a wealth of knowledge, so you're going to get all kinds of information today, But I do like this theme that we have going on with female hormones and the thyroid and menopause and and estrogen myths and the menopause myth of midsection weight gain. And what I always tell you guys over and over again is, my belief is you do not have to throw in the towel just because you're entering menopause or just because you pressed a certain age. We do not go, well, I'm over 50, time to get fat and depressed, no. That's not how we were created, and you don't have to these days with all the different things that we can do, hormone replacement, different exercise programs, ways of eating, supplements, so you don't have to be miserable in menopause and get the menopause mid draft Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. Let me introduce you to my kick-ass guest now today. This is Pam Sherman. She's been in the fitness industry as a group exercise instructor, trainer, runner for 25 years. She's had her own struggles with weight. We're gonna get into her story. Yes, she is a hypothyroid patient as well. She's a wellness specialist, CEO and founder of The Perfect Balance, international motivational speaker, coach and author. She's done it all. She was involved in fitness and wellness as a group exercise instructor, personal trainer, and running coach for 20 plus years. She's currently on the Fit Radio app as a cardio and strength coach, as well as an ambassador for the Liebert Fitness Company and the Abs Company, where she creates videos and writes articles for them. Her mission is to help women take better care of themselves and their health. Pam empowers women, which I love, to lose weight and gain confidence. She wants to help every woman feel great in their own skin, which is a firm belief of mine. I always say, love your mirror. I want you guys to feel great in your own skin. After getting hit by a car, we're going to get into her story and only having minor injuries. Pam is more passionate than ever about spreading the word of self-care. Her tagline is, your health is your greatest wealth. So Pam, thank you so much for joining us today. I greatly appreciate your time and your knowledge
1: I'm excited to talk to you because I've heard amazing things about you and I love your podcast.
0: Thanks. Thanks. I Well, like we talked about earlier, I binged listened to you on our dear friend, Karen Martell's podcast, love her to death. So she connected us and I'm so happy she did because when I was listening to you on her podcast, your story is so powerful. So there's so much we have to talk about today. Can you start with what, what's the car accident story? Can you dive into that? Start there.
1: You bet. That was five years ago in December when I was out for a run, and it was a perfect day. I'm living in California. It was 50-something, and normally, Amy, I'm a morning exerciser. Get up, have coffee, read the paper, and then work out, but that day, my husband and I went to the mall to finish our kids' Christmas shopping and then went to lunch and saw a movie, and so I went out about three, which is not my normal time, but like I said, it was lovely here, no wind, I was about the two mile mark, looked at my Garmin because I'm the, I am a running geek to make sure I was on good pace. I thought, great, I'm on great pace. And I rounded the corner as a car was coming out of a parking lot, taking a right. Now, all of us do this. When you look right, you look left. If there's nobody coming, you take a right. Well, this guy sped out and I couldn't stop. And I put my hand out and I screamed. And if you've ever heard like a kid, you know, get really hurt. It was a terror or a scream of terror. And then I woke up rolling on the road in the outside lane, which lucky for me, there was no car in the outside lane because I would not be here talking to you or being a mom or a wife or anything. Right. And both my kids played soccer and there's been so much talk of concussion. I thought, you know what? Don't stand up. You know, you might have a concussion. So I crawled back to the sidewalk yep. and I lost teeth that day. One in the oh. windshield, one in the windshield, which I literally ate the windshield But the point I want to drive home with your listeners, is: you talk about strength training, because I had been strength training on the regular, I did not break any bones. I lost six teeth, but I did not have any other injuries, which it took a long time to put all these teeth back in my head. However, it could have been so much worse. And I'm pretty certain I would have broken my wrist because my Garmin, which is a huge thick watch was busted open. Because I think that's the first thing that came onto the ground. But lucky for me, who cares? I can replace a watch. And that was after I got hit, I was like, Oh, my working out saved my life. Yeah. I need to help more women because my whole career, women to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. But how about to protect yourself as you get older and not, not that you're going to hit by a car, but we're all aging. And if you st- don't start strength training now, you might be one of those people when you're 7 or 80, that falls down and then you break a bone because your muscles don't protect your bones. So I am crazy passionate about strength training, leaning yep. in with love, loving yourself. This old girl's been through a lot. You got
0: to love yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and take the best care of yourself as possible. Uh-huh. My gosh, that's powerful. That's so powerful. And you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. I see, like I said, we'll touch on exercise. I do see a lot of women who don't strength train. And, and I think we, as women, we want to lose weight. That is the number one thing on our minds. In fact, most people would be like, listen, you can take my energy. Just drop these extra freaking 10 pounds that aren't coming off no matter what I do. <laughs> So I think that's always number one, but you're right in that we don't think about the long term. We don't think about what is general health? What is well-being? What is being healthy? What does that look like outside of just being the weight that you want to be? And and part of that is having muscle mass, having that protection of your bones, having the posture. So that you're not walking around at 70 all hunched over. And, and a lot of that is, is muscle loss.
1: Well, and how about being able to get up off the ground? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have a friend who's a firefighter and he tells me 60% of his calls are to help people get back up off the ground. That shouldn't be something you call the fire department for. You should be able to get up off the ground. So let's talk about strength as far as everyday activities, being able to lift your groceries, not needing help from the grocery store clerk, lifting something out of your cart or into your cart, being able to do regular activities for the rest of your life.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is part of you empowering women too, because you're literally empowering them to be able to take care of themselves and to be able to lift their own groceries and to be able to get themselves off the ground if they fall. So there's so much more to empower when you say that. Than, yes. than just having that, that confidence. So you also went through a thyroid problem or how ha- you have hypothyroidism. So tell us that journey, because many of my listeners obviously have hypothyroidism Hashimoto's. Many of them, like myself, have been through the medical roller coaster. So what was your yeah. experience like?
1: Well, I've always struggled with being cold and your listeners, I'm in California. I grew up in Ohio. But my blood is very thin now. I'm in California. But I remember going to my Western doctor before I knew any of this other stuff, mm-hmm. maybe 18 years ago, and saying, I'm really cold. Like, I have to have gloves on when it's 50. My seat heater is on 24-7 when I'm driving around. And he looked at me. He's like, you're pretty lean. Okay, listeners, I'm not a buck ten. I'm a, I am range about 140, 143 in there. I'm not a teeny, teeny twig. And I was like, that's it? And it wasn't until a couple of years later, I started to work at a nutritionist's office that she did all my blood work. And she's like, you are hypothyroid. Oh my gosh.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she couldn't get like the armor or the compounded drugs because she was a nutritionist, not a doctor. Right. And what she right. gave me, the nature thyroid, I think didn't do much for me. And I didn't take it. And I got, I went off of it and, but no symptoms ever changed. Yes. I had my hair is fine now, but I did have thinning hair at the time as well. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a naturopath and she's like, holy crap, your numbers are insane. How are yeah. you even functioning? My sleep is great. My exercise is great. I eat great. Every other part of my life that I can control, I do a very good job. But now I'm on armor and levoxothyrinine. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to get another blood test this week to see if that changes at all. And with Karen's help, she changed actually what my doctor had me on, which was yeah. wonderful. I think the thyroid issue really stems from traumatic childhood and not having a voice in whenever dealing with conflict in my family. We were always told just to be
0: quiet and not express ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and that's our thyroid. Yeah. So in, in it, it's Chinese medicine, right? That this is our our chakra right in our throat. And that's where the thyroid is. And so if you experience, I guess I would call them symptoms, but that's not the right word of not being able to express yourself, not having a voice. Yeah. Maybe you went through trauma as a child. It can manifest there. And it sounds kind of hokey, but it, but it is true. We do see a connection with the chakras in the body, where the issue is located and what that person has actually experienced or is experiencing.
1: And yeah, it does sound very hippy dippy. And if you would have told me this 20 years ago, I'd be like, oh, you're full of baloney. But now i like, no, there is def- there's a connection between what happens in our lives and what our body stores. You could be in fight or flight or freeze. Yep. I think my thyroid was stuck in freeze for a long time because we weren't, my brothers and I were not allowed to express ourselves. I think that was just a, my body's like, okay, I'm going to hang on to that right here. Mm -hmm. And it takes, you know, dealing and healing. And I'm working my way through that now. And I would hope after um, some healing that, oh, there's no thyroid problem. It was just all your issues that you shoved down for so many years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and, you know, some people can, and I'm sure you have clients like this that you work with. Some people can overcome a thyroid condition naturally. And your story actually speaks to the, the subset of hypothyroid patients that maybe they don't have the weight gain, maybe their symptoms aren't horrible. If we can catch them at that point of time, we can do all the things. Like you said, you were taking care of yourself. You were eating well. You were already strength training. You had the muscle mass. Yeah, you had a couple of symptoms, but they didn't manifest as something that was like, this is ruining my life. It's taken me down. I don't want to get out of bed. And I think that actually reflects back on how you took care of yourself prior to the hypothyroidism saying, hey, Pam, hi, I'm here. And... And, and, and you, you, you were, even though you still use medication, I'm not saying that, Oh, you did this naturally and you don't need medication. You still use medication, but man, your, your experience and your outcome is so much better than someone who doesn't take care of themselves. This hits. And then they go, Oh, great. Now I have an extra 20 on top of the 20 that I was carrying around beforehand from eating McDonald's and sheets and not working out. Now I'm really up sheet creek without a paddle. So, yeah, I think, I think your story really speaks to how powerful it is to take care of yourself. And that's a generalized term, too, that we can break down. But of course, I love it. I love that you shared that. Thank you. So, let's transition into now menopause. Now, are you in menopause? Full on. Yes. Okay. I'm not there yet. I, the listeners know I celebrate every month that I get a period. <laughs> I'm like, well, I got my period this month. Not in menopause yet. But I am 47, so I know it's coming. Um, so tell us just, I mean, there's so much we can dive into here. I don't even know where to start. Tell us your experience with menopause since you do take care of yourself so well. Was that easier or did it still hit you in the face? And you know, kind of what you're doing right now to kind of ease these symptoms. I know you're taking bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, which I went into last week, and it's safety in terms of breast cancer fears. So let's start there and see where yep. it goes.
1: Well, I had an ablation 15 years ago because I had bad periods my whole life and I was on birth control for a million years. We didn't know anything about how bad birth control was for you back then, because I am 54. And when I was, my kids were little, I think it was five and three. My doctor goes, okay. I'm like, I'm done with birth control. I'm having breakthrough bleeding. And he's like, well, you are You don't need a hysterectomy. What about an ablation? I was like, well, what's an ablation? He's like, oh, we just cauterize your lining, and you don't get a period again. Or if you do, it's light. And coming from somebody who had a period twice a month for so long, I was like, sign me up. So he did that, and it was lovely and wonderful. I didn't have a period. And when I got with my new doctor, she did blood work every six months, and she's the first one. Okay, you're not in menopause. You're you're pretty. You're getting close, but you're not there. And then, like a year later, she's like, oh, you're in full menopause. And I was like, really? I I did not know. Yeah. So so she explained the okay. Here's what bioidentical hormones are. The myth, the breast cancer myth. Oh my gosh, let's address that right now because it's not true. It was one study that wasn't well done, and the whole thing. And I said okay. And so she put me on testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. And I, about three months later, said I don't like being on medication. I'm a natural girl. Okay, I'm cringing as I'm saying that, and went to an herbalist. And she's like, Oh yeah, you shouldn't be on these. They're terrible. I said, okay. So she gave me her whatever she gave me. And within three days, I was depressed. I had no energy. I was yep. grumpy. This is yep. before COVID. My husband traveled. I couldn't get off the couch for a week. Yep. And I let it go on for two weeks. And I thought, oh, it's the hormones. You're, my body wants to be in homeostasis. I need to go back. So I went back to my compounding pharmacy and I said, I will never go off these ever again. Can you please <laughs> refill me? I know it's out of pocket because I threw my last ones away and we all had yep. a good laugh about it. And I have not gone off since.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, yeah. the worst symptoms for me, now my husband will tell you we're sleeping in the Arctic at night because my body temperature runs hot. I'm cold during the day outside, but at nighttime, I'm not like wake up sweating. I'm just hot if he wasn't mm-hmm. at home I wouldn't even have the heat on I would let it get down to 60 or 59 and I would be in
0: heaven yep
1: we agreed on 63 which is still a little bit too warm for me
0: <laughs> I hear you I'm the same way same uh, way um,
1: and you know sometimes you can't fall back to sleep sleep can be an issue but really since I've been back on them there's no crazy ups and downs with my mood thyroid has given me the low thyroid, a super low metabolism, which I do not love. I've got to be pretty strict with my food, but yeah. I know what I have to do and what I can't do. And it's how I choose to, to eat. But for the, for the most part, the symptoms are not, not terrible. But again, I think the whole of my lifestyle plays a big part in how it's affected me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. And we so we're seeing that with your thyroid condition and we're also seeing that with your hormones that your lifestyle has literally protected you from the pain that so many women go through. Well, obviously with hypothyroid, but then with the hormones too. And let me touch on something so I don't forget to come back to it. Just like you said, and I think this is very important for listeners and especially if any of these listeners are my patients, you will never have the metabolism of your 20 year old self again. With hypothyroid, we are always behind a little bit. We're always, we're a little bit more screwed than the average person, let's just say it, right? So you could take Susie Q over here who doesn't have a thyroid condition and she could follow the diet that we saw in, you know, Fitness and Shape magazine back <laughs> in the nineties. Oatmeal to start the day and then have a snack of an apple. And that, right, and eat every two hours to keep your metabolism up, Susie. (laughs) And I would gain weight. You would gain weight. She won't. So we're always going to be, and not even that that's a good practice for anybody, but uh, but we're always going to have to watch a little bit more. We're always going to have to be a little more strict. Optimization does not mean go peg out and eat anything that you want. It means that you're not going to gain 10 pounds looking sideways at a brownie. That's what it means. But you're always going to have to be a little more cognizant. Don't you agree, Pam?
1: Well, I agree. And you know what? Life is not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. And does it suck a little bit? You bet. But if you want to feel better in your own skin, you're going to have to be a little bit more restrictive than Susie. And that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you have a client comes to you, says, all right, Pam, I, I know I'm diagnosed hypo, right? Got that going on. And and now I'm headed into menopause. What do we do? I don't want to gain the weight in my midsection. And part of this is coming from me too, Pam. I know a little bit better, but I want to hear your take. I don't want to gain the weight in my midsection either because I'm short and I already have a short torso. And that's the last thing we knew is for me to be wider here. So how do we avoid that?
1: This is not going to be a very popular answer. However... I, call, I actually was with uh, my two best friends from high school last summer, and they're a year older, so they're 55. And my friend said, I have menopause middle. I said, you don't. You have wine middle. <laughs> That's awesome. Go and ahead, because explain. we've been friends for 40 years, you know, I can say that and get away with it, but alcohol, as we get older, it will settle in the middle, and women like their wine. But I'm telling you right now, if you want to lose weight, you cannot drink how you want to, just like I can't eat how I want to. You can't drink how you want to and lose weight. It affects us so much more. And in menopause, it's going to mess with your sleep. Oh my gosh. And then let's talk about a bad night's sleep. The next day, your brain is going to crave sugar. It's not going to want to work out. It's not going to want to chop and prepare a healthy meal because just wants sugar, 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 because you are tired. So the first thing I would say is I am sorry. This is the reality of things. You need to eat more protein probably than you ever thought you need to eat. You need to cut back on your drinking and you need to log your food because most people really do not know how much they're eating and how little protein they're eating. We all start to lose muscle about the age of 30, three to 5% a year, a decade, which is a lot, unless we yes. strength train and eat enough protein. I mean, we're women we love our carbs. We could have uh, English muffins every day for breakfast and be so happy, oh, yeah. but it's not going to serve our bodies well. So cutting back, especially if you have hypothyroidism, gluten is not your friend at all. We no. should not be uh, having any gluten. Focusing on real food grown from the ground and basing every meal around protein and tracking to see how many calories you're eating because those calories add up really quickly.
0: Okay, so let's let's unpack this because okay. normally I don't agree with tracking, but dot dot dot. So. I don't agree with tracking because I think, and, and you can tell me your experience with, with women, because most of the women that we work with grew up in the 80s and 90s. And we grew up with the calories in, calories out model. When you have someone shift their macros a little bit, let's say, you know, realistically, you're, you're taking out the processed food, you're lowering their carbs maybe a little bit, you're increasing their protein, you're having them focus on on good fats. And this doesn't have to be keto. It doesn't have to be low carb. It doesn't have to be paleo. This could be just be the way that you freaking should eat is is focusing on protein, not eating garbage processed foods and getting in good fats. And they see that on paper and that number hits 2000 and it starts messing with their head. And then they start caloric reducing or restricting, and cutting back on food and not eating. That's my beef with tracking. Although you and I talked before we, we got on and, and I do agree with you on some point. So Unpack that part right there. How long do you have people track? Why? What do you find when they do track?
1: You bet. There's a whole bunch of different ways I can go about it. With one client in particular, her first sentence to me was, Pam, you don't understand. I love carbs. And I said her name. I said, of course I understand. I'm a woman too, but it's not not helping you lose your weight. Mm -hmm. Focus your meals around protein. And she had never tracked before. And she ended up after the first month, she's like, oh my gosh, I love tracking. I get to see how much protein I eat. I get to see how many calories I eat. I get to see how much fiber I get a day because women also do not get enough fiber. Mm -hmm. So for her, it worked great. For women that go cuckoo about logging, I say, just aim for 25 to 30 grams of protein at every meal. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's going to keep you full for a long time. If you got 40, oh my God, that would be amazing. So if they don't want to log and they're going to go sideways over it, I said, just track your protein. Tell me how much protein you get every day. Because if you're getting 25 to 30 grams, let's say a lot of fiber, there's not a lot of room for other stuff. And I said, yeah. when that when that mid-afternoon sluggishness hits, every woman I've ever worked with between two to four, oh, you want your kids after school snack or chips or something, you know, cookies. I'm like, you're tired? Take a nap, read a book or get outside, take your dog for a walk, go play in the snow right now, but do something to rest or to get moving. You're not hungry. Your your brain started you ended up since five or six o'clock, and you've done eight hundred things between now and then. You need a break. I mean, we're all very busy. Yep. And they're like, "How did you know?" I'm like, "I've been doing
0: this a long time. It's the same for every woman." Exactly. I love that though with the with the protein. Just get 25 to 30 grams per meal, and this doesn't mean two meals a day though, because that's too low. What what do you uh-huh. like your ladies to hit protein gram wise total at the end of the day?
1: To start out with, before I scare anybody away, I would love to see 100. Once they're dialed in, they're like, okay, I got it. I would love to see them over 115 to 120. Mm -hmm. That just fuels your muscle. And we all have, it's interesting with a satiety factor, we could eat a whole bag of chips and go for a second, but Mm -hmm. you can't eat 10 out. I can't eat 10 ounces of steak. Your stomach has a full quotient on protein, like, okay, that's it. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to ever overeat protein, and your body uses that in a different way than it uses that that bag of chips or those Girl Scout cookies or you know whatever whatever sugar you you want to eat. So I would say at least at least a hundred a day. If you can go more, fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I love it. I love it. I and and some people I know you have this too. There are some people that aren't even hitting forty and fifty per day. So for them, I go, man, just hit eighty to start. And then, we'll yeah, go to I, a and then we'll go I mean, it's scary when you actually, yeah. cause you and I can track by looking at food. We yeah. don't, I mean, not even track, we can add up, we can do the math. We can look at someone's daily record of what they're eating and go, yeah. yeah, that's about 40 grams total, maybe on a good day. If they got to 75 to start, oh my gosh, that would be life-changing for them. Right. Right. So benefits of protein, kind of dive into that of course, yes. as it relates to menopause, like you said, just keeping that lean sexy muscle. But what are the what are the other benefits of it? Because I think it's important for listeners to know this because I think I mean we're so hyper focused on carbs and fats these days. I
1: know. Keto,
0: low carb, carb, fat, food, good free. What about the protein? We're forgetting about that.
1: The protein keeps you full. It keeps you full, ladies. And who wants to be looking for something an hour after you have a meal? Mm-hmm. Nobody. It fuels those beautiful muscles, which if anybody out there listening thinks that you will ever get big, bulky muscles lifting, you are not, you are, that, that is such a myth that will just will not die. You actually get smaller. I'm actually smaller now than I have been ever in my whole life. And I strength train on the regular Mm
0: -hmm.
1: with the right combination of eating. Of course, you will never get big unless you took a ton of steroids. I mean, it just is not going to happen. So it keeps you full. It keeps your muscle fueled and It takes the, so many women struggle with, what do I eat? I don't know what to eat. Focus every meal around protein. That's it.
0: That's it. That's it. It is that simple. And yes, this is for thyroid patients too. This is for the average person. This is for menopausal women. This is an across the board rule that if you just do that, that's a great step. It's a huge step. And-
1: I don't know one woman who tracks, who gets enough protein that hasn't said to me, I can't believe how much better I feel. And I can't believe how much less I think about food because I'm full Yeah. where we've all been on like super low calorie diets. We're like, oh my God, what am I going to eat again? What am I going to have? Like, you're just thinking about food all day long and it frees up so much of your brain space to think about other things besides food.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And I, I am guilty of low protein days too. I mean, there are times where it's, yeah. as you know, it's a busy day. You get to the end, you're like, "Uh oh, <laughs> I may have done like a scoop of collagen in my coffee, but that's it today. So I'm, I'm just as guilty. I mean, we're not coming from a, a high and mighty place oh. and perfect. Cause I'm just as guilty. Believe me.
1: Uh, that means you're human and
0: yeah. I'm human. And that's, that's good. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And then Pam, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I always tell my ladies, especially hypothyroid patients, they're already suffering from hair loss or hair thinning. When you hit menopause, your estrogen drops, that's going to thin your hair as well. Mm -hmm. Your hair needs amino acids from protein. So if you don't get enough protein, am I correct in saying your body is going to steal it and break down your muscle tissue first but it will also start affecting your hair because the amino acids aren't getting to it. And that's a great source too, to take from as our nails too.
1: A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. There's, there's nothing bad about getting enough protein. It is only going to support every organ in your body. And I actually, do you listen to Dr. Gabrielle Lyon?
0: Oh yeah. love her. Yeah.
1: I love her statement that muscle is the organ of longevity. Yep. It's the biggest organ in our body. I mean, I always thought the skin was, but I will, I guess muscle takes up more um, space than skin, but it is vital for every part of our body.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, it is. And she focuses heavily on protein when she's treating anyone, male or female. It's you get the protein in in order to start any process that we're gonna do. If we're replacing hormones, if we're doing thyroid, it, it doesn't matter. You gotta start with the protein intake.
1: And I have, I, when I first found out about her, I listened to, oh gosh, I had a girl crush. So maybe 10, 15. And I want to say it was over 10 podcasts before I even heard her bring up the word vegetable. That's how, how much she thinks about protein first and everything else is a far second. Fat is from your protein. Don't, you don't need extra added fat. Get the fat from your cuts of meat, from your fatty fish. Um, But I was like,
0: does she even eat vegetables? Cause I love a big salad myself, but yeah, I, I love her. So as we're getting older, as we're entering into menopause, first we have take out the alcohol, take out the wine, because that is big. And and what I always say to people too, is when you intake alcohol, your body is going to stop the fat burning process. So all the work that you might do at the gym and that you might do in the kitchen, making all the good food, when you add that alcohol in every single day, that fat burning stops and you don't get rewarded for your efforts because of the alcohol.
1: Because that's what your body has to burn off first is the alcohol. So it doesn't matter what you've eaten. It has to burn that off first, mm-hmm. which yep. is cringeworthy to listen to, but it, we only want to help you.
0: Yes. It's the yeah. truth. I know. Well, I, and I'll, I'll, give them this though, too. I always say I'd rather have you drink five glasses of wine one night a week <laughs> And, and get a little tipsy, have some fun, and then nothing the rest of the week. Then I'd rather have you do that than drink one, just one glass every night, one glass. I just need my wine every night. Yeah. No, no, just do it up one night a week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta cut the alcohol out, increase the protein. Yes. You touched on bioidenticals, they've saved your life. They saved many people's lives. Okay, next tip.
1: Sugar is the bad boyfriend. <laughs> it's so hard to break up with that bad boyfriend. That's great. He he keeps coming around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, I've read a lot of different things. Some people are like, "Oh, you can't get addicted to sugar." Well, here's the thing. All of our brains are different, and for a lot of people, they do get addicted. And it is like I don't want to say like stopping smoking, but it is hard to stop because you get the headaches, you get dizziness, you get fatigue where If you're trying to lose weight, and as we get older, just like the wine, our bodies cannot process that sugar very well. I would really try to hold it to special occasions. Mm -hmm. And if it's something where it's a daily thing, I think it might be good to break up for a little bit and then wait till the next holiday and have some then. But it really is never going to help your weight loss efforts. And if you're using sugar or wine to cope with life, let's meditate let's go for a walk, let's call a friend, let's journal, let's find other ways to cope with life because it seems like now, more than ever, people are eating their feelings. They're emotional and they want to eat. Well, the feelings are still there. So I am a big proponent and let's let's deal with all the the stuff that's happened or that's happening right now. It's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to, you know, hug your dog to death. It's It's okay to journal, but What's not okay is if you want to feel better in your own skin to eat or drink your feelings. And sugar is a big one for women. They hold it near and dear to their heart. Mm-hmm. And if you are saying, damn, Pam, right now, I totally understand that. Um, because people do hold it so close to their hearts. It's like a friend to them. I'm like, you know, it's it's not serving you. And it doesn't serve your sleep either. Yeah. It messes with your brain when you sleep. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. And and we're not talking about replacing it with artificial no. sweeteners or you know sugars either because they do as much damage as real sugar it it your body sees artificial sweeteners just like it does sugar spikes the insulin, spikes the glucose, sends you on that roller coaster like it messes with your sleep. so we can't do the artificial either.
1: no. No. And, but here's the thing. I think a lot of people look for that because they're not fully satiated at their meals or looking for something afterwards. Mm -hmm. Let's have you add that protein and then see, you might want a cup of tea after you eat, right? You might want something with a nice warm beverage, but you might not need that chocolate that you're looking for whatever sugar it is that you like because you are so full and you're so satisfied.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. And if, you know, I mean, I get this question a lot too, and it's kind of popping in here about healthy snacks to hack the sugar cravings, to hack the chocolate cravings. And then what if that person is type two diabetic, what do you recommend? I say no snacks, but I know, you know, sometimes you need that little something, something after a meal that is sweet, but not sugary. I always say there's a difference. I mean, you can have a piece of dirt chocolate. And to me and my taste buds, it's sweet. Unless I blow my sugar out of the water at Christmas and then it's no longer sweet because now I want the real stuff. So what would you say to that in terms of snacking? And then what could people do to replace the sugar? I'm
1: on, I'm on your side is if you are getting enough protein, you don't need a snack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't snack.
1: Don't snack. It's and- jack,
0: especially for type two diabetic, you're going to jack up your blood glucose all day long, every time you eat.
1: Eat more at your meals. And what I tell them, especially at the end of the day, don't when you're trying to lose weight, a lot of them end up restricting. Let's not restrict, it. let's add more protein so you are full. And there are a gazillion yummy teas out there. Have tea with your favorite non-dairy creamer. Dairy is not great for hypothyroidism or thyroid with your favorite non-dairy creamer, which I love nut pods. They're so delicious yep. in your tea. And then that could be a nut, and you can't eat it fast. Like the thing with sugar, you can eat it in 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Tea. Takes a long time. Or my hack is um, baking cocoa. My favorite is Ghirardelli. Mm-hmm. Hot water in your blender with your favorite non-dairy creamer. Ooh. Hot like chocolate that. in a cup. Delicious. And if it's oh. not if it's not sweet enough, I do have a little bit of stevia, like one or two drops,
0: mm-hmm.
1: could make it a little bit sweeter. And there is a yummy cup of
0: just awesomeness in your hands. That's so good. I love that. I love that idea. I'm doing that tonight. Yeah, (laughs) I'm doing that tonight. And you had mentioned earlier about, uh, I was going to say cocaine, but sugar being addicted, it is as addictive as cocaine. We've seen brain scans where the same part of the brain that lights up in a cocaine addict's brain, MRI, lights up with, with sugar, with sugar addiction. So it is, I mean, it's worse than smoking, I would say.
1: Well, and it's not that like that for everybody, because I think some people are sugar people or salt people. So salt people are like, what are you talking about? I can give up sugar, no problem. But for sugar people are like, no, it calls your name. You can't, you can't give it up. So it it is, um, however, it is very hard, but it can be done. And once you break up with a bad boyfriend, it's empowering. You're like, he does not have a hold of me anymore. I got this.
0: Yeah, that is empowering, actually. And I'm thinking of it from the terms of eating. And, and making better choices. That's absolutely empowering because once you do it, and I know they say, what is it? 21 days to change a habit. I mean, honestly, even if you if, if you nail that for a week, you just feel more empowered. You feel like, all right, I got this. I did seven days with no sugar. This is awesome. And it kind of motivates you to keep going.
1: It, it really does. I've even had clients say after the third day, they're like, oh my God, I cannot believe I used to X, Y, and Z. Cause you just feel better. You, your mind is clear. You're not always looking for whatever that bad boyfriend of choice is. Yeah, It's like less, like I said, less time in your head space thinking about it. You're like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I feel great.
0: Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. And these are all everything that you're giving us today. It's, it's simple and it's not, yes, it is a change. Yes, it does. It does mean changing things. It might mean throwing things out. It might mean, You know, your social life with the alcohol piece changes a little bit, or you grab a a club soda and a lime and sip on that if you want to still be social and be out and about and look like you're drinking. But all in all, Pam, everything you're telling people to do, these are actionable items that they can implement now. They don't need an appointment. They don't need a test. They don't need really anything except maybe a trip to the grocery store (laughs) and a garbage can to throw out the bad crap. I mean, all of these are simple.
1: Yeah, I'm pr- pretty no nonsense. Yeah, and lots of bars these days have tons of different mocktails. That's but you true. Could, you could always ask for like in a highball glass or a wine glass, cranberry, a, like a splash of cranberry, your club soda, and a lime. Looks like you're having a mixed drink, and nobody knows.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I love that. So when you're doing up meal plans for clients, are you like, how are you basing that? What are your thoughts on low carb or keto? Um, do you you know, use like the BMR? And if that says you can only eat 1100 calories a day, I mean, let's talk about even though we we talked about tracking and touched on the calories in, calories out. I want to know how do you base what a person is going to eat on?
1: I don't meal plan for anybody, okay. because everybody has their own tastes. And I don't know what food people like. And my literal blueprint is Focus every meal on protein. Shoot for 25 to 30 grams. And then with my clients, we have weekly conversations. We are friends on my Fitness Pal, and I can mm-hmm. see what they eat, and give them suggestions. I've been doing this for so long. I'm like, oh, you could have this next time, or you could have this. I'm like, oh my gosh, who knew? Because yeah. I don't want to tell you you need to eat. Let's use a really bad example: oatmeal for breakfast. I would never ever say that. But what if you don't like oatmeal? I don't. I don't know this. And I and we all have to eat on our own for the rest of their lives. So I don't want them to be restrictive. Now, keto, I have never known one woman that has successfully lost weight on the traditional keto that's high fat. Most women, actually every woman I've ever worked with does not do well on a lot of fat. They gain weight, even if their calories are lower, they're not getting enough protein. Um, So that was, you know, I've been asked about that diet more than any other diet in 25 Mm -hmm. years. And my standard answer is, can you eat that way at your birthday Mm -hmm. or at Christmas? And if the answer is no, you should not do it. Let's say this, every diet works. Every diet works while you're on it. But then you get to the finish line and you go off it back to your old way of eating and then that weight comes back on. Mm -hmm. So really, I don't give my clients in the beginning a calorie count. What I tell them is let's log for a week and we talk the next week and weigh yourself. Let's see what the scale does. And it's very easy to figure out how somebody can make better choices or add more protein or avoid the snacking eat more at lunch, eat more at dinner. You don't need the snacks. And this is another thing that's not going to be very popular is it's okay to be a little bit hungry. It's okay to go into dinner hungry. Yes, it is. But I think a lot of people are scared of it. Fear of death from hunger.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That still is. I mean, with with as much as intermittent fasting has been out in the world, there still is that fear from hunger. Like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to, to think properly if I'm hungry. I'm not going to be able to get through my day if I'm hungry. Yeah, you will. You might actually think better. The the um, enlightened thinking is
1: huge from intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but be. so that being said, I don't I don't really tell people to add a ton of fat. I don't get most of their their calories from protein mm-hmm. and fiber. And as far as fat, like we all love nuts, but let's not have that as a snack. Let's sprinkle some on top of your salad. Right let's put an avocado on top of your salad, just nuts, nuts by themselves. That could be three, four or 500 calories in a a handful. Let's, yeah, that
0: can be a lot. So I'll, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree about the keto, but I, I have a caveat though. Sure. I always say that keto is the one I hate using the term diet is the one eating way of eating that you can royally mess up because of that Excess fat because people look at the standard ketogenic diet or Atkins back in the day, right? And they're adding in the heavy whipping cream and the bacon and the cheese, and they—it's a free for all for fat. Let's get all, and then people actually think that if they add more fat, it'll push them into a deeper state of ketosis, and that's just not true because then you do backload all these calories from fats. And I hate seeing calories too because calories in calories out don't matter. But yeah. if you go way overboard, and and, and I, I speak from experience because yeah. just like Karen said when you were on her podcast, I too have overdone the heavy whipping cream. And I got the organic and I can yeah. I can handle dairy with my hashi. Some people can, I can. So I did the heavy whipping cream, but damn that cream is good and end up using more and more glug, 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 glug in each cup of coffee, now I'm starting the day, you know, 40, 50 grams of fat in, 800 calories in. That's too much. And that's where I noticed weight gain on keto. So I I really like to, I need to find a different name because I think too many people are like deer in headlights with keto or they heard, you know, my friend gained weight on keto. Yeah, she probably did the wrong way though.
1: Yes, because only the only thing I think people who don't really research it know about is I can eat as much fat as I want.
0: Yeah. Just go to town. Let's it's eat
1: delicious. That. It's yeah. yummy, heavy whipping cream.
0: Yum. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get some pork rinds. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's overboard. So I, I'm going to come up with a different name eventually for something that is low carb, non-processed, focus on protein, let the fats fall where they may. Yes, you can have an avocado, get you know your steak that's all fatty and, and eat that. And yeah, there's gotta be a different term so that people don't freak out when you say keto. How
1: about just eat real food?
0: <laughs> the eat real food diet. <laughs> and, I,
1: and, and I I agree, our society is set up to eat so much processed foods. And I a lot of what I tell my clients is, let's avoid pretty much everything out of a box. And eat real food. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna be so much more satisfied. Your skin's gonna look better, mm-hmm. right? Your your insides from all the fiber is gonna everything to be more regular on the inside, which is great. So which some people struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly. Marketing companies lie. If you walk down the cereal aisle in any grocery store, I'm sorry, Cheerios are not heart healthy. Unless you're in an extra saucer, you should not be eating Cheerios. Those are for yeah. two year olds who are having a snack. But people who don't know better, they believe it. Like that. Oh, and the sugar. Oh, we can go on on. But yes, eat real food,
0: please. That's the best way to go. Oh yeah. Marketing is brilliant, honestly. Even even with in the keto space, even in the low carb space now. Everything is, you know, one net gram of carb. Well, meanwhile, it's got 20 carbs. It's 20. It's not one. It's 20. It's just good marketing. So yeah, I'm with you with the marketing piece. It's horrible. Now I do want to get into exercise too because you're on an app, which I think is super cool. Thank you. So people can actually join and do workouts with you. So let's let's touch on the exercise piece. We'll expand more next week on what kinds that you mentioned. Strength training. I'm with you. What are your thoughts on cardio? And then talk more about this app because that sounds really badass.
1: Yeah, I'm on a couple apps. Thank you. I didn't update my bio. I have to update it. Cool. Uh, Fit Radio. I found Fit Radio when I was recovering from my accident. Mm -hmm. I have been a runner since I was 11, so most of my life. And I was born, Amy, with motivation just dripping out of my pores. Never struggled with motivation until I had to get a bunch of oral surgery, which was just terrible. And I don't even know how. I think I was looking for Garmin-like apps because I still want to time myself even though I wasn't racing And I found Fit Radio, I'm like, oh, they have a Garmin feature and you can listen to really cool music. Oh, they have coaches. And I still remember being on the run going, hey, I'm a runner, I'm a coach, I could coach for Fit Radio. And it was literally, and I did not have my real teeth by then, I had a list because I was wearing a bridge, but I went back home, I emailed them, hi, my name is Pam, I'm a coach, I would love to work with you. And so they sent me their audition information and, you know, I auditioned because I had been a group exercise teacher, so I love, love doing this. And they wrote back saying, we like you, however, this is an audio app and you're still a little bit lispy because I didn't have my teeth in. And the bridge, there was a little bit of space between my teeth and my mouth. So the a little air, a little lispy, but let's stay in touch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I stayed in touch with the, the head gal. We had a ton in common. And when I finally got all my teeth in, we had a conversation and she's like, okay, we want you to write 12 strength training workouts and four running workouts. I've been teaching strength for twenty years. I mean, okay, say less. So yeah. I took a, I took a weekend and I did all that, and I wrote up some running workouts. And they got back to me two days later and said, "We'd love to fly you out to Atlanta and have you work, record in a recording booth, and take pictures." And Yay. which was <laughs> it, it was it was, like, it was a it dream, was dream come, come true, true because to go true. from losing all my front teeth, yeah, you know, I had to stop teaching. My whole like working life kind of stopped a little bit too. I get to be on an app, which it was amazing. Very cool. And so yeah. what I started to do is every time I see a piece of fitness equipment on Instagram, I look at their homepage. And if I don't have anybody over 40 or over 50, I write them, hi, who can I speak to about working with you? I'm also on the TerraCore fitness app. And that is like a, it's like a step, but it has an inflatable part of it. So mm-hmm. you can turn it over and do plank or pushups on it. And then squats on top and all sorts of stuff. And I went out there in May and I recorded 16 workouts for them, strength-based, but cardio as well. And then I also work with Max Pro. I teach on Instagram for them a couple times a month Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting a piece of equipment delivered to my home this week called the Helix. It's an elliptical, but it goes like a uh, skating. Ew. So you go side to side. Yes,
0: the side to side. One. Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: So I'm gonna start to teach for them two times a week once I get that all set up. What I really believe is everybody needs strength training. I would say at least three times a week. If you don't know where to start, hire a trainer. I have a YouTube channel, the perfect balance with tons of body weight workouts. I'm all about form and I will show you right form. If you don't want to leave home, if you have a gym and want a trainer, great. Cardio women love their cardio, but don't do hours of it. Please don't do hours of it. If you're going to do it, hit is the best way to go. And that hit is not comfortable. It's not an hour-long pursuit. It might be 15, maybe 20 minutes. If you're new, it might be 10 minutes. It's getting your heart rate up just for a little bit. 10 minutes or 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and then recovering until your breathing is recovered. Long distance, anything, long endurance is so stressful to the inside of our bodies. And I have people that I know who are long-distance runners and love it, and I used to run tons of marathons. However... As we get older, it is so, so stressful. So please don't do tons of cardio. And then I would say for exercise, whatever you love. If you love Zumba, go to Zumba. If you love yoga, go to yoga. Mm -hmm. But strength for sure, you don't even have to do any cardio. Leisure walking daily is great. And then whatever you love, because really, I want women to stop looking at exercise as a means to lose weight because you are never going to lose weight from exercise ever, ever, ever. It is all about your food. Yep. Exercise yeah. is to feel great in your own skin and to keep moving well for the mm-hmm. rest of our lives. Yeah.
0: It's not like you're going to get fit and stop. You're going to stay fit because it feels great. Absolutely. But if you do put on some muscle that is metabolically active, so you will have a slightly higher metabolism with more muscle and you'll just look better. Yes. You know. And, you know if, if we are talking about losing weight and the whole appearance thing, yeah, lean muscle just looks better. It just does.
1: It looks better. Your metabolism is higher. Your clothes are going to fit better. In fact, for your listeners, I have a client now who she heard me on a podcast in the summer and she like, and she was menopause middle. And she's like, oh my God, Pam, you just had calorie deficit. She actually did count her calories and protein, Uh all that stuff. She's 20 pounds above her ideal goal, but she fits back into her skinny jeans because she's strength training. Yep. Yep. And I, we just had a conversation last week and I said, what if you're at your goal now? And she was like,
0: I might be because your body shape changes when you lift weights. It does. It does. I mean, I competed in my twenties and I have more muscle now than I did then. And I weigh more now than I did then, not because of age, because I have more muscle and it looks better. I mean, if, if, if I would have been the weight that I'm at right now back then, I'd be like, I'm fat. <laughs> you know? But now I'm like, damn, this is awesome. And to speak to apps too, because I know a lot of people are thinking, I don't want to work on an app. Apps are awesome. They're freaking awesome because when they're led by somebody like Pam, and you get to actually follow along. And every single day is a different workout. Now, yeah, you, you could go to your YouTube channel too and do it that way, but there's something about those apps that you know my type A kicks in, I wanna get the little check mark every day yep. that I worked out or at least five days a week. And, and so it motivates me to do it. And then I don't know if the apps that you're using have this aspect as well, but you can post in the chat and you can you know post to the coach. And you can see other people saying like, hey, this workout was hell today. I can't walk up the stairs, but it was awesome. And and you get to kind of interact with people that you, you don't really know, but they're part of your team in that app.
1: That little competitive part comes out, huh? Yeah, a
0: little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> and I can totally, see, I'm, we're so much alike. You, you t- By the way, you totally rooted it. We always say whenever, like I want something, if I have something in my sights and I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be a speaker there. I want to do that. I Rudy it. Like, you know, that movie, mm-hmm. with the, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you get it. So you, you Rudy it and you got it. Good job. That's type A. <laughs> that's a type A driver right there. Well,
1: And that's what I continue to do because I think people, my age don't want to work out with 30 somethings.
0: Yes. They want too. somebody
1: who has wrinkles and who is, you know, in their fifties and can show them there's no limits. Yeah, but I, mean, but I'm I don't also...
0: want the 20 year old that's in a oh. sports bra with a perfect skin. I'm going to do a te- kettlebell today. No, I don't want to see that. Yeah. I want someone to kick my ass who gets it. Like, that's what I want.
1: Well, and fitness is for any age, right? It's not just for the perfect. And you know what? I will never just wear a jog bra. That's not the the thing that I'm looking for. I'm just yeah. trying to be realistic and want to inspire people, you know, while they're working out.
0: Absolutely. So I love that you're doing that. We're going to have everywhere to connect with Pam in the show notes. It's in the description already. You're giving people a super amazing gift. If you want to tell them about that and how to find you too.
1: Yes, I am mostly on Instagram at Pam Sherman, perfect balance guru. I'm on TikTok. (laughs) Perfect Balance Guru. Um, My website is theperfectbalance.guru. I do private coaching. I do group coaching, which is a private Facebook group, which for your listeners, if they want to try it out, Mm -hmm. they can have a free month, which they would go to my website and put in capital free month in there. And after that, it's $14.99. Now for that, I give out so much information. We do weekly lives where I answer everybody's questions. We celebrate mm-hmm. wins. And like Amy said, I'm no nonsense. I'm never going to tell you something that is a quick fix because there's no such thing as quick fixes. Also, right. I've struggled with my weight myself. I've put on weight uh, several times in my life. I've done everything wrong. I've done yep. everything wrong. Oh, yeah. I. Uh... <laughs> well, we all
0: have. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And so I just want to support women on their journey to feel and look better in their own skin, along with loving themselves along the way, because these old girls have been through a lot.
0: Oh, I love that. I mean, that, that's so, and I know you over deliver. So I highly recommend people check that out because you're going to be hooked. All of these little tools that are now available to us because of technology and, and yeah. connection through the internet and through apps on our phone, all of these little tools help and the more tools you have in your tool chest, the better off you'll be because you can't rely on one thing or one person or one app or one blog. I mean, it, you have to expand your knowledge and gather all of this that's going to work for you and then implement it.
1: And please, if you do a workout on my YouTube channel, which is called The Perfect Balance, please leave me a comment because I will reply to every comment you make. And I also take requests. So if you do a workout like, ooh, I wish you would have done arms or whatever. I I create almost weekly, so I will make videos for pretty much anybody that asks because teaching is my very favorite thing to do.
0: Nice. I'm going to do one of your workouts tomorrow then. Bam. Done. I'll let you know. (laughs) All right, Pam. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I, I just love you to death. This has been amazing. I'm so grateful to Karen for introducing us and we'll definitely have you back on for sure. I want to kind of deep dive more into exercise here ongoing it's 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 not a topic that ever gets old we always need there's always questions we always need updates and new things and new information so we'll definitely have you back on but i thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on today
1: can i say one thing to your ladies before i thank you Heck yeah. most women are all or nothing so when they don't exercise they think they have to go an hour Mm -hmm. let's start with baby steps because I don't want you so sore, you're not gonna work out again for another month. On my YouTube channel, I have a five-minute playlist, a 10-minute playlist, and my 10-minute videos, I don't stop. I don't stop talking and I don't stop moving. Mm -hmm. It's enough. I have a stretching playlist, you can take advantage of that. But don't think you need an hour. Most of my workouts are far less, are usually actually 20 minutes, maybe 25. I don't work out for a long time. It's all about being efficient and knowing, hey, I felt great for 10 minutes a day, I can do it again tomorrow. There's no like, every group exercise class I taught was an hour and that got into all of our heads that you have to work out for an hour and you don't start small and don't forget to pat yourself on the back for a job well done
0: exactly exactly Well thank you thank you so much all right Pam we will talk to you soon we'll have all of your links in the show notes and thank you once again thanks